This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. From former A's outfielder... Here comes Katze! Here comes the relay! The slide! He's in there! Inside the park! Home run! Mark Katze! To A's manager, it's time for the Manager Show with Mark Katze. Presented by Nest Betting. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here's Chris Townsend. We have the Mark Kotze Show brought to you by nestbedding.com. Nest Betting, they have locations here in the Bay Area, or you check them out online. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order, your bedding, your sheets, your pillows, you name it. Mark Kotze sleeps on a Nest Bedding bed. He he absolutely loves it. Let's turn him up, please. User air right there I can hear on the commander. <laughs> How, so usually we have you on Friday, and since we had the day off yesterday where we all got to recharge, it was nice. We're doing it here on a Saturday. Got you on video. It's always great to have you. And, you know, I got to think yesterday a chance for you to sit back and just enjoy a day off and also really enjoy how your ball club's playing. Yeah, it was a great day. You know, we, we spoke a little bit. You don't get a Friday off in, in the big leagues very often. It might be my first Friday off uh, in 26-plus years. Ever? But, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you catch a holiday every once in a while off that you don't really expect, a Memorial Day or Fourth of July. But uh, Friday afternoon, uh, very relaxing uh, day at home. And then uh, jumped the flight last night to make sure I was here and, and ready to show up and, uh, and get to work. You know, we don't think about it that much, you know, because when we watch you guys, we, we see you in uniform, we, we think of you as baseball players, and, you know, you're the manager, you got your coaches. But these off days for all of you, even though it's only one day, for you to go from Anaheim to San Diego, wife, kids, it's important to have those connections, you know, during a season. You can't disconnect from the family. You, get, you, you still got to be present as a husband, as a father. And I think fans, we don't think of it that way, but it is really key, especially for you and your players. Yeah, without a doubt, you know. And uh, as a family, you, you, you try to get as much time as you can during the season together. Uh, but then you take advantage of the quality time in the offseason. You know, you look at our, our job, and uh, we're grinding for seven and a half months, day in, day out. Uh, occasional days off like yesterday but then when the season's over you really do get to capture and make up that time and invest in your family and your kids and uh, so that's kind of the approach I've always taken uh, you know in the off season you get up at seven in the morning you take the kids to school you, you, you pick them up you yep. grind you just get in there you know you got that opportunity to be there be a part of their lives really uh, full time and, and and those that are in the working class those that grind and and, and work nine to five jobs, they miss out on some of that opportunity and some of those days when you get to go at a three o'clock scrimmage and see your kid play a you know, high school football game. I'm gonna miss that for the next uh, six, eight weeks, but uh, you know, uh, eventually you do get to spend a lot of quality time on those four months you're off. I was picking up Willow Glen cheerleaders last night at 9.30 at the Santa Clara Convention Center for cheer camp last night, which was <laughs> awesome on a Friday night because normally I would be here 
and not able to do that. So it is those uh, special times. When, when I think about your message down at spring training, you know, a lot of us could sit back and go, all right, here's Kotze. It's his first year. He's just, you know, he's talking the talk. He's got to say this kind of stuff. And then who knows? We go out on this journey. You have a ton of losses. You know, you have the, you know, the June was the worst in franchise history or one of them. And, and then you're like, okay. But your message has been true the entire time, no matter what. Whether it's now where you're playing good, 9-5 and five, since the All-Star break. I got since July 4th, last 26 games, you're 15-11. and 11, Or we go back to that June. Your players, the message has never been lost. You have played hard the entire time. And I'm pretty sure no matter what, from here on out, the same thing's going to happen. I think you've got to be proud of yourself, your staff, and your players that no one has deviated from that message. Well, the players really built this culture, and, and they believed in it. Uh, as we left camp and I've spoken a little bit about, you know, some of the things, the challenges uh, that, that took place as, as we became a team and then we, the team dynamic changed through the, the uh, obviously the trades and how we had to stay focused on what we could control and not what we can't control and uh, that the next, man, the next man mentality, next man up. Uh, and we went through it again here recently in the, with the trade deadline and losing two of, our, two of our leaders out of our clubhouse to impact players. Uh, in, in Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. And these guys have come together really and just moved forward. And, you know, it's, a, it's tough to, to see a friendship walk out the door. You're happy for them that they're on their way to a playoff contending team, possibly a World Series contending team. Um, but the message here is just, hey, we're going to prepare to win every day. And we're going to you know, look up at the end of the year and uh, not, not hang our heads, but be proud of the fight and, and what, it, what we went through. And, uh, and, and what we've accomplished. Yeah, whenever it happens, it, it is very emotional. I mean, we saw it down, you know, you've seen it obviously way more up close, but, you know, we got to see down to Mesa, you know, Sean and I gets traded. Guys are cr crying with Sean in the clubhouse. It's very emotional. I mean, you've been through it in your career and you're now doing it as a skipper. But for you as a guy who's preparing to win every day, whether it was spring training or now, how do those losses of those players affect you? Yeah, you know, for me, and as you talk about, I lean on a little bit of my personal history in the game and being traded, um, you know, being released or designated for assignment. Um, and so, you know, I think you just you have to be able to move forward, like you said, and move on and, and, and you know, understand that uh, there's no rearview mirror in this game. You've got to just keep going forward and uh, plugging in guys that, uh, are now going to have an opportunity to solidify themselves as a number one or as a closer and, uh, and contribute to this team's success. Well, one thing is for sure in these next two days, and I'm making it uh, very clear, I can't stand them. <laughs> I, 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 grew up, uh, I grew up not liking the San Francisco Giants. I've never liked the San Francisco Giants. Uh, just the whole Bay Area thing, the way they're treated versus us. I understand the Giants got here in 58 before the A's. You understand it as a player. Uh, what is it like, though, for you when you see the Giants as a former A's player, coach, now a manager, Bay Bridge Series, what does it mean? Well, it's not as deeply rooted as your, <laughs> as your hatred for sure. Um, you know, I like those guys over there. I mean, they're good guys. Um, but, yeah, it, it goes just back to the fact, like, regardless of who the opponent is, we're going to try to win every day. So, um, 
you know, this series, I think we split it over there. Um, two really good contested games. I don't, hopefully, uh, you know, these games are, are great games and, and the A's come out on top, um, you know. So uh, from that standpoint, growing up a Dodger fan, I wasn't real fond of the Giants as well. So, um, but obviously it's, it's a little more rooted where, where you're coming from, Tony. Well, speaking of a Dodger fan, oh, a tough loss, obviously, with the great Vince Scully who, you know, whether you grew up in Southern California, you grew up a broadcaster, a baseball fan, my God, NFL all the big calls he had in the NFL. I mean, he did the Masters in golf on CBS. I was going to say he did golf too, didn't when he? When we were kids, yeah. you're like, he was like, <laughs> if people think of Jim Nance, you're like, no, when we were kids, he was the Masters, right? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, for someone like yourself who grew up a Dodger fan, not an easy day. No, not really. And and he, I think, brought a lot of the love of the game out for me in watching baseball. And my, my greatest memories um, of, of Vince Scully lie with – how he introduced myself as a major league player, the passion he had, the knowledge and depth he had of, of not just me as a player, but me as a person. Um, descri- describing a seven-year-old boy riding a BMX bicycle for a national championship, talking about my father, the fact that he was a Los Angeles Police Department motor officer. The stories he told, like he got to know me and my family and he cared about everyone. Not just, I mean, yes, this is a personal story about me, but you could talk to any baseball player that that was maybe a local kid from the Los Angeles area, and he studied you. He knew you. It's like I get these notes that have, like, everything about you guys, right? Like Vince Scully had this secret database. He did. That he could say, as you said, as seven years old, growing up in Southern California, he would sell hot dogs on the car. He had, like, this secret information that nobody else had. I mean, the, and, and Dave Roberts, I saw the clip uh, just in my office a little while ago, but uh, the, what is it, the three-word time for Dodger baseball? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was, a, it's awesome. And as an Oakland Athletic fan, you never wanted to hear the greatest line ever, the impossible the improbable the improbable whatever yeah, the yeah. impossible's become yeah, the improbable I mean, I mean it was unbelievable so what actually was that what was it cody when the impossible has happened on a uh, something what was it uh it's now a, the problem i have the call of it if you really want to hear I it i mean yeah. the call's unbelievable <laughs> yeah and that's what i grew up with you know so well i you know we went back and listened to the catch yeah. NFC title game. This is the great Dallas Cowboy dynasty, and you're now just seeing for the first time, is this old guy Bill Walsh and this young guy Joe Montana going to work? And I went back and watched it and because we were little kids when it happened, and he was like, you know, could this be the start of a new dynasty? And he was dead on, dead right? Because yeah. after that catch, the San Francisco 49er dynasty would roll on. Now, as, as we start to look at your club here, and we're going down the stretch. This is game 108 for you. What exactly do you want to see? Because there's got to be, we've called it the year of discovery. There's got to be some type of stuff that you want to see that that you're looking for into next season. Well, obviously you want to be able to see some progression, some, um, you know, in the right direction for the young guys. The young guys are, are here and they're trying to establish themselves. And, you know, you, you obviously want to see this team continue to, as you talked about, continue to fight, to continue to, to put their head down and, and, and go out and prepare to win every day. Um, you know, the guys down in the bullpen, the younger guys down there, the A.J. Pucks, the Zach, Zach Jacksons, even Danny Jimenez, even though he's not a young 
by age, you're still young and experienced. So continue to see growth. I mean, that's the biggest thing for us. We need to continue to improve and continue to, to see growth in the right direction. Yeah, not to harp on the trade deadline, but is it nice now that we don't have a waiver wire process? Like, I didn't get to trademark Kotze, but now I can put him through the waiver wire pro. Now that that's come and gone, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, you don't have to worry about it, but then you also would, you know, if there's an opportunity, I was put on the waiver wire. And Probably guess multiple what? times, and right? And guess what? I went to the Boston Red Sox and had the greatest run in 2008 I ever had in a playoff run and fell one game short because we lost 3-1 to one in game seven to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, one game short of making a World Series, which I wouldn't have had that opportunity on the Atlanta yeah. Braves because they weren't going to the postseason. So Frank Wren traded me, put me on the waiver wire, Red Sox showed some interest. Boom, I was gone and on a playoff team playing meaningful games in September. And I'm thankful for that. So in one way, it's yes, it's very helpful that these guys now feel good. They, they're not going anywhere. On the other end, if you're a veteran player looking to go compete with the possibility of make, making a, a playoff run with a team, that chance isn't there anymore unless you just get released. And then now if you get released, there's no guarantee of a team picking you up anymore for those playoff runs. So. It's it's a it's a catch you know twenty two and 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 whether it's beneficial or whether it's not really yeah it's one of the reasons why I'm happy for Lou if anybody needed a re reset it was Lou Trevino and Lou going to the Yankees now shave the beard reset and hopefully pitching some meaningful games because obviously his numbers here were tough and it's good to see him uh, get a get a second chance so now you got a roster it's an interesting roster and you got to get at bats for a lot of guys. You know, I, I think uh, uh, Dermis is going to be in the game today. Jonah, Jonah Bride is going to be in the game today. How do you start delegating the at-bats? I know Elvis is a veteran player. Maybe he doesn't get as much time here in the second half. How right. do you start delegating right. at-bats? You want to get Nick Allen in there every day, see what he's got. Yeah, we do, and that, that's the difficult task. Uh, it's one that I have to manage and uh, be, be honest with these guys, be upfront with them, uh, and make sure that they understand um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to win as many games. We're also trying to see these guys and, and evaluate them for our future. And, and uh, so, you know, ultimately I think there's, there's the DH spot. There's, there's some, you know, chances to, to move around um, and, and utilize, you know, the matchups to, to be able to hopefully get guys enough at-bats to, to, to allow them to build for their future and also, um, you know, next year. Quickly, let's end on this. For your starters, and we were talking about this the other day with Dave Stewart about a guy like Paul Blackburn. Even though Blackburn and Cole, they have been in the big leagues and been in Major League Baseball or professional baseball a long time, but really haven't gone, all right, this is 30 starts year after year after year. How do you monitor that as they're kind of learning what a full true season is like? Yeah, I'm sure Stu talked about it, and that's one thing we're looking at right now with these young starters is, is where they're at in, in their innings pitched, uh, where their velos are at right now. That's important to track. And then how they're holding up physically, their bodies. And, and we can tell that now uh, in the weight room with the strength, and, you know, strength coaches. Um, we can monitor that. And, uh, you know, going forward, we're really going to pay attention to it. And, uh, and we may um, look at ways to, to give them an opportunity to have maybe an extra day rest or, uh, or um, you know, lighten their workload to a certain extent. But ultimately, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, but as you talk about, we have to stay on top of it and continue to evaluate it. Last 20 games, 31 home runs, 69 extra base hits. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Thank you for your time. As always, it's the Mark Kotze Show brought to you by Nest Betting.
Enjoy the Bay Bridge Series, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. That's your skipper right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.